In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me, and are so far from my cry, and the words of my distress? At this very moment, millions of people around the world are praying their own version of this prayer from Psalm 22. My God, why forsake me so far my cry, my distress? And their prayer goes on. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not answer by night as well, but I find no rest. Whether sick, treating the sick, or preventing ourselves and others from being sick, or sheltering in place, many of us have not been finding rest. Not true rest, not deep rest. We're restless. We didn't expect this. Nor do we have clear assurances about what's going to happen next and when. We may be carrying on as best we can. We may be blessed in that our life's disruption is mild compared to the crosses that are crucifying our neighbors across the street and across the world. Seldom has the world been better poised to stand with Mary and John at the foot of the cross. Seldom has the world been better poised to taste the bitter irony, the, the hint of hopelessness in the expression, Good Friday. John, the youngest of the apostles, Mary, the mother of Jesus, stand at the foot of the cross, powerless to save, powerless to help. Their only power is to be present to the one they love and to refuse to let go of each other until he breathes his last And with his last breath, Jesus speaks these now immortal words to his mother, woman, here is your son. And to John, here is your mother. And the scripture tells us, and from that hour the disciple took her into his home. This crisis has taken us into our homes, hasn't it? Some homes which we are blessed to have and be in. Some homes which are a challenge to be in. And let's be frank, some homes which are a tribulation to be in. This world was suffering before the pandemic, and so for many, this has only made things worse. But of all of this, even more so, this crisis has brought the world's sufferings and the world's anxieties into our homes too. Hasn't your heart trembled at the stories of death and despair in China, in Europe, across the world, and across our own country? And hasn't your cheeks been warm by tears at the stories of kindness and bravery that have been coming across your own screens? 
At this moment, the global soundtrack of the world is the song Everybody Hurts. Everybody. Or in the words of the 17th century priest poet John Donne, So thou sick world, mistaken thyself to be well, when, alas, thou art in a lethargy. There is no health. Physicians say that we at best enjoy but a neutrality. And can there be worse sickness than to know that we are never well, nor can be so? Standing with Mary and John at the foot of the cross, we see that God does not disdain our sick but sacred world. Unlike Pilate, who did so for bad reasons, and we who do so for good reasons, God does not wash his hands. God does not shelter in place. God does not practice physical distancing. In Christ, the God of creation, the God of love, rushes into the virus of our human sickness, suffering, and sin. God stands with us in our woes and our worries and our desperate wants and our darkest hours. When you cry, God cries. When you hurt, God hurts. When you can't go on, when you stumble and cannot get up, God reaches out a redeeming hand to lift you up, to get you through to a better place. The cross of suffering unites all of us as human beings. The cross of Jesus unites all of us as Christians. Take all of your cares, take all of your worries, and lay them at the foot of of the cross. Imagine for a moment, just, just imagine for a moment, a little songbird. A little songbird. She has been watching Jesus and Mary and John at the cross. She watches them take his body down. She follows, flying to the tomb. Later that day, she watches the woman leave the tomb. And she watches as the great heavy stone is rolled into place, sealing the tomb. She watches the guards guarding the tomb. And she notices the guard in that surrounds this tomb. And the little hints of springtime. She sees some trees budding, some flowers blossoming. But she doesn't sing. She doesn't sing. She just looks at the great stone. She's waiting. For now, we stand at the dark and bloody cross with Mary and John, with our burdens and our blessings, and with the world's prayers of despair and prayers of hope. Psalm 22 goes on. Yet you are the Holy One. 
enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Or forefathers put their trust in you. They trusted, and you delivered them. In the face of what we know about ourselves, in the face of what we don't know about the world and the future, you and I pray for deliverance too. With the help of God and God's people, we can endure this time. We will stand with the Marys and Johns of our lives. We will look for that little bird. We will listen for her song. Amen. What wondrous love is this, O my soul, O my soul? What wondrous love is this?